Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Why This Verse is Awesome. I am your host, Paul Kapow, on the Kapow Radio Show Network. Listen, today is awesome because we are going to learn how to deal with anxiety. That's right. So unless you're from another planet, you're experiencing anxiety, fear, and worry. Either right now or you have in the past or you will in the future because it's part of the human condition that we're in. Now, fear and anxiety can be helpful if it's based on something that's real. I mean, if there's a rattlesnake in front of you and it alerts with that rattle and you got that fear going, hey, that's, that's a blessing because you're going to go the other way, right? But if there's not a rattlesnake, if there's no real threat, you're just worried like, what if? And we could put anything in that today. What if I lose my job because I refuse to get vaccinated? Or what if I get sick because Mary that works next to me refuses to get vaccinated? What if I have to flee the country and I don't have a passport what if I try to take a flight and there's some crazy people on there what if my husband gets crazy what if my wife gets crazy my kids and my parents I mean we can fill in the blank and be anxious about everything because anxiety and fear are what we know best in this fantastic world that we live in there's all this technology that gives us stress and anxiety. There's wars. Well, there's rumors of wars. There's Afghanistan wars. There's pulling out of Afghanistan. There's crazy demented presidents. There's, oh my goodness, there's government. And there's the overreach. And there's the, I go on and on. Right? Everything is either threatened or it's in ruins. We look at the housing market. Is it going to crash? Is Oh my gosh, are we heading for an economic reset? And every time you open up your iPhone or turn on the TV or look this way or that way, there's just tragic and bad news everywhere. So as a Christian, how do we deal with this? Well, today I'm going to show you how we are supposed to, how we are commanded to. That's right. It's a command. Not by Paul, not by Peter, not by James. It's a command by our Lord Jesus Christ himself on how to deal with anxiety. There are two words that in the Gospels that are attributed to Jesus Christ more so than any other negative command he spoke. If you ask, if you ask yourself, what is the most, what, what, what is the most negative command Jesus Christ said? You know, you read the gospels, you're reading what the authors under inspiration wrote down and remembered the words of Christ. So, so these, these, <laughs> this is God speaking to us. This is God speaking to us while well, he walked this earth in the flesh. What would you think 
those words are. The most negative command he ever gave us is this. Fear not. Fear not. Some of your translations might say, don't be afraid. Same thing. This is a command. Now, once again, the opposite is true. Jesus would not have said this had fear not been present. He wouldn't have come and just said, fear not, just because. Okay, we read it so much in the Gospels that we almost take it like a greeting. It's like, uh, you know, he, he's, he's crucified, he's buried, he resurrects on the third day. They're all in the room hiding from the, the authorities. Christ walks through the walls and says, hello, fear not. Good cheer. I'm here. Right. Hello. Fear not. You know, uh, hey, uh, you know, he's on the boat and the, the, the boat's about to get destroyed by the tempest and they wake Christ up. Hey, Lord, we're going to fear not. I'm here. You know, it's like it's, it's we just take it. We just read over those words, but it's not a greeting. It's not. Hello. It's it's a command. He's, he's telling us. He's telling them and he's telling us, don't be afraid. And then he tells you why not to be afraid. Okay. It, it, the, the discourse is, the, it is absolutely amazing when you look at this whole thing. So for today, the scripture that's so awesome, let's go to Luke chapter 12. And um, there's a parallel in Matthew, but I'm going to read Luke's because he has that word, fear not. Now, prior to where I'm going to go, verse 31 in Luke, he is talking about Christ is talking to his disciples and everybody around him. And um, he, he had just got had just got done. Some some guy came to him and, and asked him to judge between him and his brother who won't divide inheritance with me. Right. And Christ says, man, look at I did. Who made you a, who made me a judge or a divider over you? So he then tells the people because he senses in this request that there is greed and covetousness in this man's life, right? That he's, he's wanting Jesus as a rabbi to arbitrate because the, 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 his brother won't give him the money, some of the money in the inheritance. And it's, it's the attitude of this man that he's about the money he's about right now. He's about living in the earth. He's about possessions. He's about, mm, I look good. I got my Rolex. I got my, you know what I mean? I got my Mercedes. Uh-huh. I bought me an, a Mercedes SUV and I paid, you know, 200 grand for it. I could have got a Toyota for, you know, maybe 60. I don't know. But you, you see what I'm saying? It's, it's the covetousness. Now, this guy had it almost 2,000 years ago and we have it today. It doesn't go away. It's part of our sin nature. And so what what Christ is going to about, what he's about to teach us is that this kind of attitude, this kind of wanting everything, this kind of, I buy everything I see. I can't, you know, I, I, I got to shop till I drop that kind of stuff. I'm going to treasure up stuff, that kind of loving the world and neglecting the more important things of God. And especially, and you're not going to like this. I know you're not, but God is telling you to take care of the poor that go ahead and market, go ahead and work, go ahead and sell these things that you need to sell. Right. 
sell your time, make money, but don't forget to give alms. Don't forget to take care of those who are less fortunate of you. It doesn't mean you have to go and, you know, open, open a, I don't know, open a ministry to Africa or whatever. You know, I mean, there are people that the waitress that serves you on a Sunday morning when you get back from church and you go out to eat with all your Christian friends, that waitress, she's working her butt off, man. And as a church and as people of Christ, as Christians, you should be a great example by hot shotting her, by tipping her really well. Give her alms. Give those people less fortunate that have to work on a Sunday, that have to serve you 40 idiots that just came from the mega church. Give them a break, man. Hot shot them. This is, this is what God wants out of this is true religion. All right. You see a need in your community. The kids are going back to school. They need backpacks or whatever. Salvation Army. You don't. You got to think this way. This is what Christ is going to teach us here. This is what He's saying. But if you just hoard your money, if you're just like you work it and you just I'm going to do that. I'm going to save and save and you just buy stuff for yourself. That ain't that. That ain't the tude. And you're going to that itself is going to cause you anxiety because you're going to lose it because it because the government's going to take it. Joe Biden's going to take it, man. You know, he is. It's not just Joe. They've all been doing it. (laughs) You were born in a tax system, man. You know that. And if they don't take it, you know, the the thief's going to take it or it's just going to rot or be obsolete. So this guy wants Christ to judge between him and and Christ said, no, 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 no. He says, "Um, you know, you got to you got to take heed, got to be aware of this, this this covetousness in your heart. It's not in the abundance of the things that you possess that's important, right? So, you know, he tells this parable about this rich guy that just lays himself, you know, treasures here on earth. And he goes, I got to build bigger barns and do this and do that. I got to keep growing. I'm a multimillionaire. I'm buying, I'm buying real estate and I'm buying people. The, the housing market's going to crash. I'm going to buy it low and sell high and blah, blah, blah. And he's, and he gives this parable and he says, oh, you know, this guy's all, this guy's all happy because he, he knows he's set for life, man. I'm going to retire early. And then the, uh, the death angel comes to him, right? God, God comes to him, right? I'm not saying God's a death angel, but you know, the angel of death comes to him. And um, after this guy says, Hey, I got, you know, I got so many goods. I'm just going to retire. I'm going to, I'm going to eat, drink and be merry. And God says unto him, look at you, you idiot. This very night, um, I'm going to require your soul of you. So God has the power to kill both the body and the soul. And Christ tells us this, don't be afraid of those people who can only kill your body. They can't destroy your soul. In other words, that's a very real thing. It's part of anxiety. When you can say that my soul can only be be, be handled by the supreme deity of, of Yahweh, God himself, and my soul is in his hands. There's no harm. No man could do you. When you do that, it takes away that anxiety of death. It certainly does. Because you're eternal minded. You've heard us say this before on the show. I call it the eternal mind. It's not your mind, but what you're thinking on. Your mind is, is set on heaven, on your eternal life. It's not about down here. Right? Recently, spiritual attacks on innocent people have increased considerably. This is partly due to society's transformation into a satanic cult. Most people are clueless or hopeless in combating this spiritual mayhem. We wish to offer two good books to overcome these attacks. First, 
Demons in My Marriage Pit, a true story of spiritual warfare, offers one of the most effective training systems in combating spiritual darkness in order to gain personal freedom. Second, Eyes to See Unseen Enemies teaches how to see the hidden dangers which are all around us, even in places we would least expect them. Both books can be purchased on Amazon.com as a paperback or ebook. It is our desire that you will take advantage of these opportunities to increase your effectiveness in spiritual warfare and learn how to fight back instead of being a victim. We'll see you on the battlefield. So Jesus says, he says, look, he tells his disciples, look, take, take no thought what you're going to eat or what you're going to put on your body or, you, you know, all this stuff. Look at the grass, look how beautiful it is. Look at the lilies and they don't worry. And so he goes through this big discourse. I suggest you read it. Luke 12, he goes through this big discourse about worry and anxiety and how nature that he created itself it doesn't, doesn't worry about these things, you know? They're prettier than anybody else could ever adorn themselves and they don't worry about it because the father knows that you have needed these things. He says, look at, he says, look at, he goes, you know, if you start worrying about what's going to go, you know, tomorrow, um, you know, how much I'm going to eat, how am I going to get dressed? I mean, you know, I, I, I don't know. You start worrying about that stuff and you get a double mind, you get a double mind and you get doubtful. And then he tells, he goes, all these things, all this worry is what the Gentiles do, the nations, the, 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 the people that belong to the God of this world. They do these things. They worry, they gather, they hoard, They're, they do all these things because they have no peace. They're anxious. They got fear. But he says, if you seek after and you, if you seek after the kingdom of God, right? If you seek the kingdom of God, what does that mean? Seek. It means to worship, to plot out, to desire, to grasp it. The kingdom of God. What does that mean? That means it's not of this world. It's not of this fallen nature. You have to know by faith, your eternal mind, where you're going. And if Jesus says in verse 31, rather than worry about all this stuff, if you just seek the kingdom of God, these things, the food, the raiment, the clothing, the, the, the water to water your fields, everything is going to be added to you. It's going to be given to you. It's going to be laid to you. It's going to be increased to you. You know why? You know why? Because Christ calls his audience at this point in verse 32, the little flock. In other words, they're little in number. There's only a few disciples he has. And they're weak. They're not strong. They're not political. They're not a big force to deal with. They're just little nothings in the world. And Christ says, little flock, little nothings, little sheep that are following me. Listen, do not be scared. Fear not. Don't be afraid of this stuff. 
because it is your father's, okay? This is Yahweh. This is God. This is the deity. This is the one who's made a way for us to be reconciled to him in a fallen world. It's, it's your father's good pleasure. It's his good will. It's something he wants to do. It gives him pleasure to give you the kingdom. And that's our awesome scripture today. Fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom in verse 32. And he goes on in verse 33 and on. He talks about sell what you have and give alms. Okay. Now he's not saying, he's not saying you sell, don't sell everything and just go live in our mulberry tree, give everything away. Blah, blah. He's saying it's the attitude, sell that stuff and give it away. And, and that will provide that will provide treasure in heaven. It's the attitude. See, this all stemmed from this this guy coming to him going, hey, judge between my brother and I because he won't give me my money. He won't give me my money that he should be giving me because the inheritance. And I need you to tell him to, to kick down some cash. And it was that attitude of covetousness that Christ is dealing with. You want peace? You're going to have to relax. You're going to have to relax and fear not. Because it's God's good pleasure to give you his kingdom. He knows you have need of these things. And it's easy in this life to get all anxious and all crazy and all what if I coulda, woulda, shoulda. What if this happens? What if that happens? God meant no matter how bad it is. And I know a lot of you people and the sound of my voice have been to a place where it was hopeless. You were like, there's no way out of this. I'm screwed. Um, you know, death's the only way out. You know, I'm, I'm, have you been to that place where you like, you know, you 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 listen to to a, a a message like the one I'm telling you, and you're like, I got that in my head, but I don't feel God. I don't feel His presence anywhere. I don't think He's here. I think He just abandoned me. I'm screwed. <clears throat> you ever have that? If you haven't, you, you you're gonna have it because it's all part of that maturing process. It's part of that sanctification here. This ain't about selling everything to get saved. This is about selling everything for your sanctification. It's a, it's a, it's a mindset of eternal mind that God is going to take you if he hasn't already. And <laughs> once or twice, or, and he's going to take you in that sanctification process where you start like getting pruned, man. And, and, and you give alms, you, you take care of people that are less fortunate than you because God has given to you. And by doing that, Christ says you lay up treasure in the heavens. And that treasure in the heavens won't fail. No one's going to steal it. It's not going to grow old. Uh, the IRS is not going to come after it. And in verse 34, he says something very poignant to us. He says, for where your treasure is, your heart's going to be. If your treasure's in heaven and you're going, man, I, I'm storing up for my retirement of eternal life. 
That's the real deal. That's what I want. Man, this world is nothing to me. I got to do what I got to do down here until the Lord calls me home. And I, I'm making a problem. When I get home, man, I got to lay down those treasures there because, because I haven't been covetousness. I, I, I've released it. I, I, I don't have that fear and anxiety over nothing because God has taken care of me. You got that mindset, your treasure's there. Yeah, that's where your heart is. That's what you're thinking. But if your treasure's here, that's where your heart is. All you're thinking, oh, I need to do that. I need to do that. I need to make more money. I can get another house. I got a bigger house because now the COVID, I need I got to work at home and I got a bigger house. I need that. And you buy, 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 buy. You know, I mean, I mean, Christians are no better than the heathen. These churches are no better than the other business where they're just spending money like crazy. I mean, how many airplanes do you need as a, as a, as a, as a preacher? To spread the gospel, how many airplanes does your church need? For where your treasure is, there will your heart be. You know? I listened to a beautiful uh, a pastor on, on YouTube. And uh, he's a, gosh, he's somewhere in the Midwest or back East Baptist church. But this guy, he loves his, he loves his flock so much. You, 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 his heart is so f into his people that you can tell that's where his treasure, his tre he treasures these people that want to hear the word of the Lord. In fact, he treasures God so much and the word of the Lord so much. That's where his heart is. And because of that, it outflows to his flock. It's a beautiful thing to hear. Yes. And so Christ then goes on and he tells his disciples in this whole passage of Luke 12 to get ready and always be ready because you don't know when he's going to return. And he wants to find you as a servant busy doing those things that you should be doing. So I'm going to wrap it up, but here's what I want to tell you how to overcome anxiety. It's a command of Christ. Christ does not want you to be anxious in the way the world creates anxiety. He wants you to be at peace in him and trusting in him in faith, faith, trust, faith, trust. He says, and seek not what you shall eat or what you shall drink. Neither be of a double mind or a doubtful mind. For all these things do the regular people of the world seek after. And your father knows that you have need of these things. He knows these things. In the verse 31, it says, but rather seek ye the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added to you. Verse 32, this is the awesome verse. Fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. You see what the attitude is? The attitude is all and what your eternal mind is on. Is it on the treasure in heaven? It's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. All right? It's not prosperity gospel, is it? Prosperity gospel is nothing. Is going to do nothing but make you anxious. <laughs> it's going to do nothing but make you anxious. You know why? Because prosperity gospel preaches prosperity. 
that God wants to give you the Cadillac or the Mercedes or the house on the hill, a million dollar mansion. And that's the opposite of what Christ was teaching. That, that prosperity gospel's antichrist. It's of the devil. But it's all over, especially here in America and the Western world. That's not how you gain riches. How you gain riches is to put the treasure in heaven. And you do that by fearing not the things of this world and the anxiety. But sell your time. Sell yourself. Sell the stuff and give alms. Help those less fortunate. You lay up treasure in heaven. It's about you representing God here on earth. It's about you being in the image of God. That's sanctification. James talks about what real religion is. Taking care of the widows and the orphans. Take care of your waitress. Take care of your waiter. How about the guy that uh, you take your, your nice, uh, you know, $80,000 Toyota 4Runner to, to, to the car wash? How about that little guy? You, how much do you tip him? A buck? Two bucks? You're loaded. Come on. <laughs> All right. Enough of this. That's how you deal with anxiety on the world, whether it's financial, whether it's medical, whether it's emotional, anxiety is anxiety, fear is fear, right? Whether it's spiritual fear, that's how you deal with it. You got to put your faith and trust in God and put your treasures in heaven. All right. Good night. <laughs>